Lord spoke to me and told me some things. He said, you'll begin to write with a new anointing. And through the music and through the singing as you minister forth, my anointing will flow out from you. Those who believe that and receive that anointing will be healed in their body. Financial need will be met. Harmony will come to the home. The yoke of bondage will be broken because it's the anointing that breaks the yoke. I'm David Engels, and this is the Hour of Anointing. Walk before me upright And you I'll multiply Furthermore it's Abraham That your name shall be Because a father of many nations Have I made thee Abraham Abraham Friend of God Abraham Under him, father of nations, Abraham. As Abraham believed God, he was greatly blessed. Twas accounted to him for righteousness. So it is to us today, because of faith like him. We which be of faith are blessed like Father Abraham. Abraham, Abraham, friend of God. Abraham, there was righteousness written unto him. Father of nations, Abraham. 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 
Have you ever wondered why God asked Abraham to sacrifice his son Isaac? He did it to test Abraham, you're probably saying. Well, you're right, he did. After the covenant was cut, God decided to test Abraham's allegiance to their covenant relationship. Isaac was the son of promise. Abraham prized Isaac's life far more than his own. And this son of Abraham's old age was dearer than any possession that he had on earth. Abraham and Sarah had waited many long years for a son. Isaac was the only hope Abraham had that God's promise to him would ever be fulfilled. You remember, God's covenant promise to Abraham was that a whole nation would descend from him. He told Abraham, as we read from Genesis 17, As for Sarai thy wife, of course her name is going to be Sarah, thou shalt not call her name Sarai, but Sarah shall be her name, and I will bless her, and give thee a son also of her, yea, I will bless her, and she shall be a mother of nations. Now in the natural, God's promise for Sarah to bear a child was an impossibility in the natural view of the thing. Abraham was almost a hundred years old, Sarah, she's ninety. The Bible says Abraham and Sarah were old and well stricken in age, and it had ceased to be with Sarah after the manner of women. In spite of the circumstances, Abraham believed God. The Bible says that he considered not his own body, which was as good as dead, nor the deadness of Sarah's womb. Abraham believed God could do and would perform what he had promised. God was faithful to his word. Uh, Genesis 21, verses 1 through 3 says, And the Lord visited Sarah as he had said, and the Lord said unto Sarah as he had spoken, For Sarah conceived and bare Abraham a son in his old age. And Abraham called the name of his son that was born unto him whom Sarah bare to him, Isaac, which means laughter. You know, I got to thinking about that too. It's not only that, that Abraham was able to do this and God caused him to be able to do this, but did you know that he got to enjoy his son for 75 years? Think about that. It's not just getting it, but he got to enjoy Isaac for 75 years because he's 100 and he lived to be 175. 75 years. When the child, Isaac, grew to be a young boy, one day God said, now I'm going down to see my blood brother, Abraham. We're talking about the power of the blood. Abraham was in blood covenant with God. He had cut the covenant with God. God says, I'm going to test his faith and obedience, and I'll see how much he really loves me. God said, Abraham, I've given you wealth and protection. I've given you everything you need. I've given you all that you've asked for. And now I'm going to ask for something myself, your best. And what was Abraham's best? Well, it was Isaac. God said, take now thy son, thine only son, Isaac, whom thou lovest, and get thee into the land of Moriah, and offer him therefore a burnt offering upon one of the mountains, which I will tell thee of. Abraham never batted an eye. He never hesitated. He said, God, if you want Isaac, he's yours. When the blood covenant is in effect in your life, and God tells you to do something, you don't hesitate. You just do it. The word says that Abraham was willing to offer up his only begotten son, of whom it is said, that in Isaac shall thy seed be called, accounting that God was able to raise him up even from the dead, from whence also he received him in a figure. When Abraham laid Isaac on the altar, lifted up the knife to slay his son, the angel of the Lord called him out of heaven, Abraham, Abraham, lay not thine hand upon the lad, neither do thou anything unto him. For now I know that thou fearest God, and that God is first in your life. In other words, seeing you have not withheld your son, your only son from me. Abraham looked and saw that a ram was caught in a thicket for the sacrifice. 
God did not require Abraham to sacrifice his son, but he wanted Abraham to be willing to give him his best. Let this speak to you today. Let it speak to me today. God knew now that he had found a man who would keep the covenant, and God had respect for his covenant men. God said, By myself have I sworn, saith the Lord, for because thou hast done this thing, and hast not withheld thy son, thine only son, that in blessing I will bless thee, and in multiplying I will multiply thy seed as the stars of the heaven, and as the sand which is upon the seashore. And thy seed shall possess the gate of his enemies, and in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed, because thou hast obeyed my voice. So immutable was God's promise that he said, By myself I have sworn. God's very being, his throne itself, became the surety of God's promise to man that he is a covenant-keeping God. He always remembers his covenant or contract. Abraham proved his faith in God by his actions, his works. He reminds us that our faith must be more than head knowledge. If our faith is not reflected in our actions, our words, our behavior, it's not real faith. The day Abraham was willing to offer up his son Isaac, James 2.23 says, The scripture was fulfilled which saith, Abraham believed God, and it was imputed unto him for righteousness. And he was called the friend of God. Abraham was now the close friend of God. And God gave a new evidence to the closeness of their covenant relationship when he had to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. Remember that? Uh, their wickedness had come up before him. But God has a blood covenant person. So when God got ready to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah, he first went down and talked to his blood covenant man and told him what he was about to do. And Abraham pleaded with God, brother to brother, friend to friend, on the basis of his blood covenant relationship with God. Abraham became the intercessor between the wicked and God. Because Abraham interceded, he stood in the gap. God saw to it that Abraham's relatives were rescued. I want you to take heart with this today. Abraham got his nephew, Lot, Lot's wife, and two daughters out of the doomed cities. It may seem there's no hope in your situation, that your loved ones will never come to the Lord. But don't give up. Keep standing in the presence of God. Don't let the devil have your loved ones. Don't let them go to hell. Don't let them be lost. Don't let them go on down the wrong road. Like Abraham, you may be the only person who really cares enough to pray for them. I know that Brother Kenneth Copeland, I was listening to him one day, and he said, God spoke to him and said, Kenneth, I'm not going to let you fail if I have to get you out of bed in the morning and put you to bed at night. And he thought for a moment, he said, well, why, God? He said, because your mother's in my face. In other words, his mother is staying before God in prayer. If you'll keep going before God and standing in his presence for your loved ones, I'm telling you that the God of heaven who answers prayer will work in their behalf. And one day you'll shout again for joy. You can shout in faith right now, but you'll shout for joy. You'll see it. You'll see him delivered from the power of the devil and set free. God does respect the blood covenant. You are in the blood covenant. When you receive Jesus, your faith intermingled with the blood of Jesus. He could not and would not break the covenant because he is a covenant keeping God as he did this in Abraham's life. And he respects his covenant keeping people and he will do it also for you. Don't give up on that dad. Don't give up on that mother. Don't give up on that son or that daughter or that relative, no matter how far from God they've drifted. 
Like Abraham, you may be the only person who really cares enough to pray for them. But I thought that was a great testimony there. Brother Kenneth Copeland said, the Lord's speaking to him. He said, I'm not going to let you fail because your mother is ever before me. Her prayers are ever before me. And, you know, we're going to keep the blood applied to our family members and to those that we know as friends. We're going to keep the blood of Jesus on them. So praise God. Have a great day and be encouraged in the Lord today. You have a covenant father and uh, you are his covenant child. You are blood brothers with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And he said, I will uphold you with the right hand of my righteousness. You've been listening to The Hour of Anointing. To order David Ingalls' products, including music CDs and downloads, soundtracks and songbooks, call us toll-free at 1-877-34-RADIO or visit us online at diministries.org. And while you're there, check out audio archives of past programs, including today's broadcast. Our mailing address is David Ingalls Ministries, P.O. Box 1924, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74101. When writing, please include an offering for radio time along with the call letters of this station. Tune in weekdays at this same time for the Hour of Anointing with David Ingalls. Oh